So hit it. I completely forgot. You're totally spaced. Hundred right percent. Okay, I'll give the title first. Sorry, folks. Rewriting history. Oh, got it. Today we're going to tell you how to rewrite history. And in order to do that, you got to put your thinking cap on. You still don't know because you're going to have to separate yourself from your own brain. Because we're going to be diving into the stories that we tell ourselves. Yes. Dove into it in the last podcast, kind of referencing the decisions that your brain makes all day. These operation system thoughts, whether it's you turning the blinker on, whether it's just the little things you do all day that somehow eventually keep you alive, whether it be breathing or anything else, how do our brains use this and the way that our brains fill in data, how fast we tell ourselves stories and usually how wrong we are, but that 1% that we're right usually always keeps us in the illusion that we should keep filling in this information. Yeah. You know, stories are really powerful. Um, Joanne and I just recently read a book called The Story Paradox. And one thing I didn't know <clears throat> is Plato actually, and I'm not going to go down the whole book review thing, but Plato actually really understood the power of telling stories. And he tried to eliminate all storytellers, period. That is absolutely terrifying. Because he knew the power that was in it. Yeah. Anyway, again, that's somewhat of a rabbit trail, but the point is is that stories are unbelievably powerful and emotional. Like, they really... They make or break you. Yeah. And so I think, you know, the power and what you're talking about, and I'm curious, like, as to when you first... This is not a subtle pat on the back, but I'm, I'm curious as to when you first heard of the concept, right? Like, what it meant to you. This is dangerous because there's some self-awareness here, and there's some regret. I remember the concept probably coming to me within the last two years, and it was understood that I had felt that there were a few individuals in my life that I was trying to understand um, maybe a little bit of the way that their brain worked. So I was able to, to kind of piece together that they were, quote unquote, telling themselves stories. Basically, um, they would encounter whether it be a situation or a conversation, um, information nor data was explained to them. So their brain filled it in and they, quote unquote, made an assumption. Mm. What was dangerous to me was how quickly my brain labeled that fault in somebody else. And I was not recognizing for probably about a year that eventually that I was not only doing the same thing, but it was so amplified. Hmm. My brain was running through it so quickly. Hmm. So now I feel myself get caught up in loops too, that it's just, I texted so-and-so and asked if they could meet me to do this. And they said no, but now I understand it's because probably they talked to so-and-so who doesn't hang out with me anymore. Like what? Like how did my brain even fill that in? But the fact that my brain did it so fast and I made the decision to understand that and move on with it and then compounded on that I'm doing that 60 times a day hmm. to the point that like I'd seen people that my brain had assumed I didn't have a good relationship with, but then I bump into them and it was a great conversation yeah. or I would assume I couldn't ask somebody for a favor, but then I asked a different person for a favor and it made it back to somebody else that I should have asked in the first place. Sure. My brain fills it in on so many different times. So probably within the last two years, that self-awareness I'm still kind of finding now because, again, every single day my brain's doing it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I just, um, I think we all do it. We just don't understand. We don't realize that hit our awareness level. There's a certain part of our lives that are just fact. You know, that's, that's an event, has a time, a date. Like, this happened on this date, right? Uh, my, co my coach uses the example of... Um, divorce right what's the there's a whole lot of heaviness around divorce right well 
What does divorce really mean at the end of the day? Yeah. If you ask a lot of people, it means, well, this person probably did something wrong, or this person did this, or all men are pigs, or all women are this, and there's all these stories that we put around divorce. Well, what is divorce really? Divorce really is just that a husband and a wife used to be married, and now they're not. That's the fact at the end of the day. The rest of it around that is the stories that we make up. And what's crazy in that is like, if I relate that back, you're talking divorce. I'm talking about me getting out of recently a long relationship. And in that, trying to find my own understanding, whether that be the closure that I was looking for, beginning to label somebody else's actions in that moment for control that I didn't even have the assumptions. I mean, I was literally destroying myself, beating myself up of that. I must have been broken up with because of this, because of that, because of this. And truth be told, and you redirected me on that. The truth of the matter is, is that I was in a relationship. Now I'm no longer in a relationship and that somebody didn't want to be in a relationship with me. Yeah. I know the facts behind it, but the dangerous part and it'll almost loop into fear is once your brain jumps into that and you almost start telling yourself a story, it's even more dangerous because then you're almost compounding your reality and building up a fake facade and how long can it go on? There literally is no end to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the, that's the opposite side of this, right? Like, and it's the power of it because it's a story that you make. Like you as well could have told yourself that you did absolutely everything right and, and you were perfect and that it didn't work out and that this person is this, 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 whatever. And you didn't do that. I'm just saying as an example, you had that power to tell yourself that story, you know? So it could be the other way too, where someone just never takes responsibility because the stories that they tell them. And we all probably know people like that, that they just never do any wrong. Somehow magically they knew that was going to happen. Like how in the world did you ever, like nobody knew that was going to happen, but this person knew that, you know? And what's super powerful is, they fully are telling themselves that story and that becomes their truth at the end of the day. And what happens is is when that story becomes truth, it ends up shaping the way we make decisions and the way that we create our life. Lines get blurred and you're putting in, you're wiring your brain for a process that probably isn't healthy for you. Yeah. You're filling in information that you don't know. And then how far does that carry over? Eventually your brain's running on autopilot. And I feel like my brain eventually got there that it was just, I was faster at overthinking certain situations or questions that I wasn't voicing questions. I wasn't voicing opinions. I wasn't voicing red flags that I was seeing everywhere because my brain could think through to fix it faster than to bring it up. Yeah. And let me tell you, there was no growth there. I didn't find myself there. I lost more of my identity. Um, I lost more of my faith and I even started to lean into fear a bit more. Hmm. And the thing is, it's a constant loop. My brain could go back there tomorrow. Yeah. But yeah, for now, it's me trying to find that morning routine, which I'm still on the journey with, maybe episode seven. <laughs> um, but it's it's all a piece of it. And I think that our brain's understanding of it, it's a big brain conversation to be able to step back, remove yourself from yourself and say, okay, my brain thinks like this and this because of this, this and this. And the quicker we can rewire one or two things, it changes everything. That's like having a garden that isn't working and you added a little bit more water and you added a little bit more nitrogen to the soil and then you're boom, you're fruitful and you're growing. It's just two little things sometimes. Yeah. And and the power is that it, you hold it within you. Yes. You hold it within you. You know, um, last episode talked about losing my dad. And so I had the opportunity at that time to say, um, the story that I'm going to tell myself is that God, you took this, you took my father away from me. Why would you do that to me? That makes no sense. Yeah. The story I tell him, I could have told myself is, God, 
I don't understand you. Why, why are you an angry God that would do that to me? That doesn't make sense. I just, I'm, I don't believe that you exist. There's no way you would do that, right? And I, I have the opportunity to do that and to choose that story. And there's certain, just like every decision that we make, there's certain consequences to that. And, but I also have the opportunity to choose a story that um, I was gifted a relationship with my dad that most people never get to experience. And it was an incredible gift. And he was my clo- one of my closest friends that I've ever had. And the story that I'm telling myself is that um, I experienced so much life with him in the time that I was gifted with him. Uh, I, I mean, what did I do to deserve to have a dad? You know, I didn't, I didn't do anything. I was just born. I didn't have a chance. And so the story I tell myself is it was an incredible gift that I got to have him in my life for as long as I did. And I fully believe that. And I mean that to where that's truth for me now. And that I was fully gifted an amazing father by my heavenly father while I was here on earth. And it was a great relationship. And that's a story that I'm going to tell myself and that I believe is truth, right? Because at the end of the day, it's our choice to believe that story and to create that story. We have the power. We have the power to create life. And so that's what the title is, Rewriting History, right? Because there's also stories in our life that we've been told from very young that we just always subscribe to because that's what we were told. So can we think of a, for instance, I can think of one. Go. Explain to me what happens when bears hibernate. It's a, just think about it for years in my head, I've been told the story that bears hibernate. And in my head, I think that these little homies go to their dens for six months and they sleep for six months straight. Is that what you think happens? Yes or no? Yeah. That doesn't happen, bro. What happens? They just don't eat as much. You tell me they don't sleep. They're awake, bro. No. These bears are awake. Look, I've read a lot of stories about people stumbling across a bear that's sleeping. (laughs) Okay. I'm not denying the fact that bears sleep, buddy. All I'm saying is is that the the thought and concepts of stories that we've been told ever since we're young that we didn't do research on. How many times does our brain do that with anything? Wait a minute. Are you trying to tell me Goldilocks and the three bears didn't really happen. I'm not saying that that maybe did happen. My brain just wants to say Goldilocks and the seven dwarfs, but I can't mix that. (laughs) Okay. No, uh, that was really uh, threw me off, but you're right because it was, it is a story that's passed down just as, um, you have the opportunity to tell yourself stories about your childhood. Right. And, I no doubt, and I don't know this, no doubt different people as you were growing up told you different things about what that meant. Agreed. Very confused. Right? And and, and not faulting anybody. It's just people do the, I, I generally believe people do the best that they can in their situations, right? And But it doesn't necessarily mean that that's right. It means that that's the story that they were telling you to subscribe to and because they thought that's what was best for you. And I can even think of more of an example of that I've done it in person. So for me, for my life, you've opened up a little bit about your past. And my dad left when I was very young. Yeah. So it was probably four years ago. We visit some family in Georgia, my dad's sister, my aunt, who I absolutely love to pieces, Aunt Jeannie, if you're watching this. Um, and she showed me some videos, and it's my dad interacting with me when I was younger. Mm. And it's so hard for my brain to process that because my brain has built a story and who and what my dad was. 
and a lot of my memories with him are negative. So for me to see that goes against every grain in my being to the point that like I'm sitting on a bed watching these emotional videos um, and I can't watch it. Yeah. yeah. Like my brain shuts it off. I feel sick yeah. because that's not who I built in my head. Yeah. Truth of the matter is I, I don't have those memories yeah. and I did not know that person. Yeah. And, and, and what I want to point out, right, is I don't really believe that there's necessarily a right or wrong in these instances, right? The, the fact is that what you were watching in that moment, which was very vulnerable to share, it happened. I mean, it was a video that happened, right? And the truth is, we don't know. You, you're the only one that gets to decide what that means. But somehow my brain allows my truth to overweigh what I actually see. Well, correct. Because, because what happens is when you've come into agreement now with those stories that have been told to you and that the truth is. And so what that does is it's put a lens over you. So everything that you see is through that lens of, no, but this is who my dad is. This is what the story is. I'm sorry. This is really deep. This got super vulnerable. Sorry. No, you're fine. But this is who he is because this is what I have built up. And, and I'm not here to say one's right or wrong. I mean, as, as close as we are, I don't know your dad at all. I, there's a whole lot there that I don't know. But the fact is, is we already see evidence that there's one thing over here and there's one thing over here. And it's not necessarily that one's right or wrong. It's that you have the opportunity to go back into time and tell yourself what that means, right? Crazy. And you can make, you can, that neuroplasticity is real and this really does happen. Scientifically, it's been proven. You can go back in your mind and you can rewrite that story of that really traumatic event and what that means to you, right? You're altering your perspective mm-hmm. and then you're writing a story on it. Look, you didn't change the fact, right? You didn't change the fact that your dad did leave and you didn't change the hurt and you didn't, you're not going to change the pain that came from that period you do have over the course of your life you have the power to change those stories that you believe about that and you do have the power to say this is what it's going to mean to me and it means this and this it does not here's what i want to highlight like it in no way excuses what another individual does what it does do is draw the circle around yourself and say regardless of what another individual does Regardless of if a really, really good person was taken away from me to brain tumor that nobody knew about, regardless of how tragic and traumatic that was, I have the power to say what that means. And I can get bitter and I can do whatever, but the point is, is we were gifted the ability to make that story whatever we want it to be. And there's really strong implications on both sides based on that decision that you have. Very deep and vulnerable thought to dive yeah. into. Yeah, well, that was a vulnerable memory that you shared and, and super important. And what I want to highlight is, like, I guarantee you, like, you, there's no doubt in my mind you're going to get messages that people resonate with that because it happens. Like, again, rabbit trail, right? But Satan exists right now in this moment to make you feel like that's only you. You're the only one that experienced that. I do feel super isolated. Yeah, in it. for sure you do. 
feel shameful you're looking at yourself like i've that. been talking less even since i brought up the vulnerable factor For sure. i felt goosebumps yeah. i wanted to cry a little bit you feel weakness because you're being vulnerable i guarantee you physically every, I, phys- I feel physical oppression from that isolation in that even in the past four minutes yeah everybody else watching this and and i'm asking you like like comment like <laughs> tell us your interaction be gentle no don't i'm not saying to puff it up i'm saying give your honest reaction right when somebody is vulnerable like that and shares it. Do you I feel that through the camera? I guarantee you nobody sees that as weakness. Yeah. Right? It is our mind saying, you're the only one like that. You're not the only one like that. There's only only the prince of the world wants you to make you feel like, oh, you're the only one like that. God, God would do that to you. Like, I can't believe. Why would he exist, right? No. Truth is, we're human. We make mistakes and it happens. And you're not the only one like that. You're not the only one with those struggles. So if I carry it over... <clears throat> Somehow this became all about me. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, it, so if I think back to those younger years, dad obviously leaving me at a young age, not being able to watch some memories from him when I was younger, seeing that yeah. happy side of him, thinking about the stories that I built up in my brain has pushed me. Like, I think I would label myself as quote unquote having abandonment issues. But with me, I think that my brain has allowed me to amplify them so much that now even carrying into friendships and relationships, um, it's it's almost made me... Um, just borderline skeptical because sure. I'm always waiting for people to leave. Yeah, of course. My m- the the few around me, those connections, they're they're very tight, they're very strong, but it, it does cause me to self isolate a lot. And then, so to think about this is that is that an actual symptom of something that occurred to me, or is this something that such and such happened? This is a story that I told myself, and now from that, these are my actions because which very very well may be the case crazy dangerous to think about is that in the past however many years now that i've carried quote-unquote abandonment issues how many times did i amplify that and prop that up to be something more than it was and it is my own fear you know one of the it's i don't want to not highlight the awareness that you just had one of the quotes that i i really like recently is um i just totally spaced on it I'm like, I literally cannot even think of what I was saying. Fear, abandonment, some of the things that I had felt, not knowing if I had compounded yeah, those yeah. issues. So you're, this is so powerful. You are not responsible for anybody else's actions. I'm going to say that again. Mm. You and everybody listening, like you got to seriously meditate on this. You are not responsible for anybody else's actions. You're not ever. I, I, I'm not saying and condoning everything that you do. I am saying that each individual one of us has the opportunity and we have to internally choose to take an action. It has to be our choice. Always. Always, right? And how many times us out of fear, not wanting to make that actual decision, hoping that somebody pushes that decision on us. But at the end, it is our own decision, whether you want to live with it or you don't. So, you know, to your, your vulnerability is been very, you've been really transparent, but you weren't responsible for anybody else's actions back then. In my brain, I was right. And so now you've built up this story that who you are, and what you do and how you perform and how good you are at whatever it is is it indicative on this person 
giving you a certain action. Oof. And that's just not true because we can't make anybody do anything. And so now you start to see where stories are really, really important because if we start to build our truth on stories that are false, we start to see this isn't a singular, it doesn't affect us singularly, it affects us everywhere. Every area of our life it starts to affect us because it now becomes a lens, as my coach calls it, that we see life through. That if I don't do this, then this person's not going to do that. And that's just not true. Mm. fact is, like for me in my marriage, something that I had to come to realize is that I can work as hard as I want. And I can do the dishes and I can do the laundry and I can clean the house. I went through the days where I did everything I could for my wife to try and gain her love. And that, that's why I did it. That was my motive. I wasn't like trying to be this amazing husband. I was trying to get her to love me. And it doesn't work like that. I can't gain her love. Love is a choice that we each individually have to make. I can't control if she loves me. And thankfully you've come to that awareness, but how many people, me, myself included in relationships, get to that point, and what's scary is the cycle that we get on that. How yeah. long did you spend doing that? I mean, there's times in relationships past for me that I've spent three weeks trying to get that attention from my significant other and lost them entirely because of it. Yeah. Dangerous. Sure. It's because it, it's all into that, the stories that we tell ourselves that, and, and maybe the story is, and maybe the story is for you that if I maintain this, then this is going to happen. Or if if I just get, here's one, if I just make this much a year, then I'll be happy. Boy, that's a nice story. Oof. That's not truth. <laughs> not no, at That's a happiness all. conversation. Sidetrack, but no, that's not true. Or if I just did this and this for my wife, then she'll do this, right? Like you, you, you can't do that because we can't control other individuals, period. So stop putting that weight on yourself you weren't born to carry that weight no it's not no, how it's you were designed shoulders. nope those shoulders weren't made to carry it. it's usually like back in my day like it, i don't know if you even paradigm that it pairs but just because you can work 120 hours a week doesn't mean you were meant to yeah. just because you think your shoulders can handle it doesn't mean that you were built to like what is the point of having a father god that's able to carry the world on his shoulders and you want to pick it up yeah by all means you can try all you want yeah what do you lose who do you lose and where do you end up? Yeah, it's just not his design. It's not how you were made. No, right? and further pushing us to a journey that we're all on, our identity journey. Yeah. Good deep, episode. Deep conversation today. Deep conversation. Stories are really important. Yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, I hope, and I really hope some people comment and message um, because anytime there is vulnerability, I don't care who you are, you feel extremely weak. I don't care how many times you do it. And it's important for us to realize that in those moments, Everybody else sees what the truth is, and the truth is that it takes a lot of courage to do that, and it helps so many people. Yeah. Because people aren't people aren't helped by our stories of what we pretend to be. People are helped by us being realistic and saying, look, I struggle with this. This is a problem I have. And then all of a sudden, people inside are like, man, yeah, I struggle with that too. Like, man, you're not alone, right? And, and we have a voice, you know? Yeah. And now all of a sudden, a lot of us can get together and have community yeah. and then there's strength there because strength. we're not faking who we are or anything it's like no this is who we are man i struggle with that too you know i get i tell myself stories too <laughs> yeah they're different but there's no right or wrong like it, it's the same thing exactly. you know 
I struggle with it too. And, and embracing and leaning into that vulnerability. First of all, if that's you and you don't know what you're doing in 2022, we need to sit down. Yeah. We'd love to help you. Yep. We'd love to figure out how we can learn from you. Let's all be vulnerable together. That's the culture yeah. we're trying to find and grow here. And that's really why, I mean, we're trying to do this as much as possible yeah. to create a culture, create an environment and look for other individuals that are wanting that they're tired of the emptiness, fakeness, and just people putting off of what they think other people want. And we just want to do life with people that are real, authentic, transparent, and vulnerable, and just willing to see what God has planned for us all. And this isn't our forte. We're, we're usually no. not trying to lean into the vulnerability, but yeah. the community and culture we're finding in vulnerability is just, it is taking us leaps and bounds in our own personal growth that we absolutely love. Agreed. And we, I, I really think that it's something that's missing. And so if we can just get out here and put out as much as we can and create that, I believe the culture will be created and that it'll replicate. I love that. Episode six summarized. We will see you guys on the next one. Number seven.